We good? Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Good morning. <clears throat> good Sunday morning to everybody. Amen. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. We praise God. Rejoicing is a choice, and so we choose to rejoice on today. Amen. Pray that God is blessing you and is keeping you and um, that um, you're continuing to walk with the Lord. Amen. Walking in faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. So glory to God this morning as we look to the Lord um, for a word today, a word of encouragement um, as he continues to bring us forward in him. Amen. Um, we're going to go somewhere today. Okay. Amen. <laughs> we're going to, uh, God's going to take us somewhere. We're going to, uh, follow him, uh, in the beginning. Um, let's go to Genesis chapter 24. Amen. I think God's up to something. Amen. But we're going to go to Genesis chapter 24 today. As we continue to walk with God, um, so glad to to be able to share the word of God. I don't know about other folk, amen, but I need the word, amen. Um, it's what keeps me going. It keeps it, it. It lifts me out of um, you know when you get to those low places sometimes. Um, when you get to those places where you get concerned about your future, concerned about your present, um, when you have problems, issues, circumstances, challenges, obstacles, the word of God can encourage you. Amen. Okay. Um, I love what David said. He said, you know, that through God, he can run through troops and leap over walls. Glory to God. Amen. Uh, love the way the Lord speaks. Amen. I can run through troops and leap over walls. Yeah. Glory to God. And that's what we can do as children of the Most High God. Um, so today we're going to go to um, Genesis chapter 24 and allow this wonderful God to speak to us through his word. And if you're in Genesis 24, let's go to verse number 63. We're just going to read that one verse to start. Genesis chapter 24 in verse 63 and that verse says and isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide and he lifted up his eyes and saw and behold the camels were coming amen, amen. praise the lord Let's pray today, and we're going to jump right into the Word of God. Father, we bless you. Glory yes, to God Father. in heaven. We bless you, Lord, um, on this day. We lift you up and we magnify you, God, because you are God. Beside you, there truly is none other. You are God alone. And, yes, Father, God. we look to you on this morning, O oh God, for our spiritual nourishment and growth. Break forth the bread of life unto us. Feed us the Word of God. Build us up in our faith yes. open our eyes and cause us to see anoint our ears to hear your still small voice and bless and anoint our feet to walk out the word of god that we shall hear on today father yes. i pray for chains to be broken for bands of oppression to be loosed i pray oh god for wisdom to flood our very souls god i ask you to use me now for your glory word my mouth may i speak for yes, excellent father. things that you are desiring to share with your people. And through it all, may you, God, be glorified, magnified, and may the name of Jesus be lifted up in the earth. We bless you and praise you as we call it done by faith. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. So we just read um, Genesis chapter 24, verse 63. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide and he lifted up his eyes and saw and behold the camels were coming um, we're talking today uh, our title today is meditate the promises meditate the promises and this story 
Amen. Um, deals with Isaac, the son of Abraham, um, getting a wife. Uh, Abraham was getting advanced in age and he called his eldest servant to him and he told the servant to go to Abraham's homeland and to find a wife for his son Isaac and you know Abraham said I don't want my son to marry a Canaanite woman but I want him to marry someone from my own family which was the custom back then and so he, he told his servant go back to my homeland and, 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 and find my son a wife and the servant said to him well if I go what if I go and the woman that I find doesn't want to come should I bring Isaac to your homeland so that he can settle there and get married and Abraham told him no under no circumstances should you do that uh, because God said that this land Canaan belongs to me and to my seed after me this is Isaac's land uh, this is where he this is where the promises of God uh, are for me and my seed me and my family and so under no circumstances do you bring Isaac to my homeland. He said, if the woman doesn't want to come, then you're free from the obligation to find a wife for, for Abraham. And so in verse 10, if you just turn back in Genesis chapter 4, 24, verse 10, it says that the servant now having been given these instructions, he took 10 camels of the camels of his master and departed. Mm -hmm. For all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. Nahor was Abraham's brother. So he went to the area where Nahor, his, Abraham's brother, had settled. And the servant took with him, it says all the goods of his master, but what it means is that he took gifts. He took gifts with him, loaded up the camels with gifts. And the servant came to a well. And when he came to that well, he prayed to God. And he prayed, he said, Lord God, um, let the woman who comes to this well if I ask her to give me a drink of water, may she give me a drink of water and may she also say that she will water my camels also. And let this be the one who is the wife for Isaac. And the scripture says that while he was yet praying, Rebecca came. Because at that time, women went to the well to get water. Mm -hmm. They carried water. That was what was customary. And she came and she loaded, you know, she put water into her water jug, or her, her water pot. And the servant ran over to Rebecca and said, give me a drink of water. And she gave him a drink of water. He said, sure. And in fact, you know, when he asked her in verse 18, she said, drink, my Lord. And she hasted. She hurried up and let down her pitcher to give him a drink. Why? Because that was customary. Mm -hmm. It was customary. If you saw a weary traveler, you would give him something to drink. Praise, praise be unto God for the old time customs of being hospitable to people, feeding people, helping people, right? 
Now we look at this now and some of us would say, the well's right there. Get your own water. <laughs> See, that's what people will say in 2020, especially in the Western world. That's not how it was back then. Mm -hmm. If someone came asking you for water, right, you gave them water. Right. And so she gave water. That was customary. It was so, you know, but what was not customary was to, glory to God for this, was to water somebody else's animals. Mm -hmm. And so when the servant prayed, Lord, my master has sent me on this trip to find a wife for his son. May the woman who comes to this well, I ask her for water. May she say, here's water for you and I'll water your camels also. It wasn't customary for that second part to water the animal. So what was the servant praying? He was praying for someone who truly had a different heart, that truly had a heart of, of, of service, a heart of generosity, a heart of love, right? That would go beyond what was required. Mm -hmm. That's what he was asking for. And see, the thing is this, see, that's, that's, that's where real beauty comes from, right? It's what's on the inside of a person, mm -hmm. you know? Um, here, here, here she is, you know, going to the well. He comes and says, give me water. She gave him water, but then immediately after giving him water, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have done drinking. This was the answer to his prayer. Now, I don't know how much water a camel drinks, but I read that they said a camel, if he walk, if a camel walked for about a week, because camels can walk a long time without having to drink water. But when they do drink, they can drink up to 25 gallons of water. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, he went on a trip. This wasn't like a couple of hours, you know, you get to the homeland. And she, and how many camels did, did he have? He had 10 camels. <laughs> That's a lot of water. That's a lot of water. And she said, I'll water your camels also. That showed her heart. And let me tell you something. See, that's where real beauty comes from. Mm -hmm. it's, it's beauty. We spend a lot of time, especially in, you know, the Western world and the so-called developed world. We spend a lot of time and a lot of money beautifying our exterior. We get our hair done. We get our hair cut. We get nails done. We get facials. We we get massages. We work out. We hire personal trainers. We 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 we, we you know what I mean? we do all these things. Spend a lot of time and money trying to beautify the outside. Let me tell you something. Beauty is fleeting, right? Even if you're young and you're beautiful, as Pastor Schwartz would say. Keep on living, <laughs> because if you keep on living and you get older, you know, that tight skin and that tight body gets starts to get a little loose, a little flabby in the arms, get some jowls coming down here, look like you got some walnuts in your jaws, you got some, some bags under your eyes, wrinkles in your skin, right? Beauty is fleeting. How many of you know that? Yeah. You can be the most beautiful person today, but keep on living. You, amen, age catches up to everybody. And yet we spend so much time trying to beautify the outside, which is temporary. What other beauty we have is temporary. But, but, but glory to God, the beauty that's on the inside can last forever. And if we allow God to beautify us from the inside, see, that's where it matters, amen? There are some people right now who are young and may be physically attractive, but, but 
or got good features, but they're not attractive because the darkness of their heart mars their countenance. You ever know? You ever know somebody like that? Like they 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 have nice features, but you can see something going on in their heart that's not right, and it mars their countenance. See, see that if you don't have inner beauty, it can mar outer beauty, right? And watch this. If you have inner beauty, it can enhance outer beauty, and it even can enhance what someone might say is plainness, mm. right? That, oh, she may not be as, as gorgeous as this woman, but she has an inner beauty that enhances her physical attributes. Glory to God. Why don't we spend as much time enhancing our or, or working on our inner beauty? Mm. That's what we should be working on, the condition of our heart, right? I remember when I was a, a young man, teenager, whatever, you know, some of the girls in the neighborhood used to say they wanted to marry a, a, a guy who had good hair. What a low threshold. <laughs> they want to am I am I telling right. the truth? You're correct. Mm -hmm. They wanted to marry a guy who had good hair. Really? That's it? He just gotta have good hair. <laughs> what about having a good heart? Right. See, that's what matters, amen? It's not the outward. We got to be like God. Man looks on at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Why? Because that's where you find the true person. And if you can find someone who has a, a beautiful heart, who has inner beauty, you got something there, right? You got something there. Now, Rebecca comes, gives the servant water, and waters the camel, demonstrating that inner beauty. But the Bible also said she was a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. So she had both things going on. Glory to God. Amen. She had inner beauty and she had outer beauty. Mm -hmm. And I and I'm saying unto you that that outer beauty was enhanced even the more by her inner beauty. Amen. Mm -hmm. So listen, for those of us who have passed a certain threshold in age, Amen. Where the beauty has started to fade, the physical beauty. Don't worry about it. Keep working on your inner beauty and you will enhance. Glory to God. Your outer beauty. How many of you believe that? Amen. Work on your heart. Let God work on your heart. Let him listen. Everybody who saved is beautiful anyway. Do you know that? Yes. The Bible says he will beautify the meek with salvation. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. He will beautify the meek with salvation. So if I'm saved, I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> I'm saved. He said he would beautify the meek with salvation. That means I'm beautiful. See, listen. See, some of us don't take the word and just really apply it to our life. If he beautifies the meek with salvation and you're saved and you have his salvation, then how come you don't believe you're beautiful? Mm. Come on, somebody. I just take God for what, for what he says. I believe that what God has said is true. Amen. Let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. Mm -hmm. So if you're saved, amen, you're beautiful. God has beautified you. Amen. He beautified amen. the meek with salvation. But Rebecca had it going on in both ways, amen. She had a beautiful heart, and she she had outward beauty too. And so the servant said, "This is the one." He said, mm -hmm. "He said, uh, you know, do you have whose 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 daughter are you?" And it turns out she was the granddaughter of Nahor. Yes. And so he said, "Is there room in your house?" And, and so this is Abraham's kindred. And so he said, man, this is it. And so he goes to the house. He goes there and he tells, you know, her brother Laban and tells the father and the mother that, listen, this is why I've come. Abraham, he's rich. He has cattle. He has silver. He has gold. God has blessed him. And he sent me here to find a wife for his son Isaac. 
and I prayed this prayer and, and here comes Rebecca. She gave me water. She watered my camels. So now come on. She's the one. Let mm -hmm. me go back. And they were, they eventually, you know, they agreed and Rebecca agreed. And so now uh, he leaves, takes the camels after giving them gifts, gave them all the expensive gifts that he had brought with him. He goes back and that's where we now see as he's as Eleazar and Rebecca uh, and 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 the others are coming back with the camels. That Isaac, it says, he went out to meditate in the field in the evening. Now, to meditate means to think deeply about something. It means to focus your mind on something, uh, to rehearse, mm -hmm. to, you know, when you rehearse, you sort of like, like an actor or actress who rehearses his or her lines, they repeat them over and over. They memorize them. They rehearse them. They repeat them. They recall them, mm -hmm. right? And so he's out there meditating. What is he meditating on? I suggest to you that he's meditating on the promises of God. Because he knows that his father sent the servant out to get a, a wife for him. And he knows that, that God had promised his father the land of Canaan. And that this land of Canaan was also going to belong to him. Mm -hmm. and, and he had the promise on his life as his father Abraham had on his life. You know, to bless the whole world. All the nations are going to be blessed through him. He knows all these things. And he's out there and he's meditating. He's thinking. And he's rehearsing on the promises of God. And, and you know, hey, my, my father's giving me a wife. And I believe he's probably believing that and meditating on that. And so he's out there and he goes out into the field for the purpose of meditating. He didn't just find himself out there and say, oh, let me meditate. He said, I'm going to meditate. Remember we were talking about how Jesus went to a quiet place right. and he did that purposefully. Mm -hmm. Well, Isaac went out to the field purposefully to meditate. And so he gets out there, he lifts up his, his eyes and behold, it says, the camels were coming. <laughs> I love that line right there, amen. He, he lifts up his eyes. Amen. And behold, the camels were coming. Yeah. And so you got to understand that the camels were coming. The, the, the camels were coming. The, the, the promises of God were coming. Amen. His wife was coming. Amen. <laughs> his, the answer to his prayer was coming. Glory to God. He's out there meditating the promises of God. And then he looks and the camels are coming. The blessings are coming. The promise is coming. Mm. The goodness of God yes. is coming. The favor of God is coming. Mm -hmm. He's meditating on these things. And, and so here's the thing. Isaac got his promise. Amen. But I believe many of us today don't receive our promise mm. because we don't focus enough on them. Mm. Right? We don't focus enough on them. Um... Because I believe this, if we would meditate the promises of God, repeat them, rehearse them, recite them, recall them, think deeply about them, then the day will surely come when we, just like Isaac, will look up and the camels will be coming. Amen. Mm -hmm. They'll be bringing the blessing. They'll be bringing the answer. They'll be bringing the healing. They'll be bringing the favor and, and all the things that we have uh, asked of God, the camels would be coming, bringing all those good things. But see, in this world in which we rush from here to there and there and back, how often are we taking time to meditate the promises of God? Mm -hmm. Now, someone will say, listen, my schedule is so busy. I don't have time. Come on, brother preacher. I hear what you're saying, but with all the stuff I got going on, I really don't have time to meditate on the the promises of God, right? I really don't have time for that. And all I would say is this, I believe that the devil is a liar, amen? 
because we meditate the problems of God. I tell you that right now. We meditate, no, not the problems of God. We meditate the problems of life, right? We meditate those things. What I mean, because it's called worry, right? When we're sitting here and we are concerned about, um, we're concerned about our bills, we're concerned about our health, we're concerned about our children, we're concerned about our jobs, we're concerned about our careers, we spend time meditating the problems in our life. We do that plenty of times. We meditate on the problems. But we too often then will turn around and say that we don't have enough time to meditate on the promises of God. But we do have time to meditate the promises because if we have time to worry about things not working out, then we certainly have time to focus in on the promises of God. And so don't let the devil try to tell you that you don't have time to meditate the promises of God. You and I have time to meditate the promises of God. And if you think you don't, just, just think about how much you have spent meditating on the problems in your life. And so we just have to reverse that, right? We just have to reverse that. If we, and see, here's the thing. If we want our situations to change, and how many people don't, and how many people want their situations to change? If we want our situations to change, then we have to take the time that we spend meditating on the problems, thinking about the problems in our life. And we have to flip that script and use that same time, and even more, to meditate the promises of God. Get out of worry and get into believing, right? Because worry is just a manifestation of our meditation. I'm thinking about that project at work. I'm thinking about and focusing on and giving deep thought to and reciting and rehearsing in my mind over and over my bills. Hmm. See, that's where worry comes from. Meditating on the, pro on the problem. But when you meditate on the promise, right, then instead of your heart being filled with worry, your heart gets filled with faith. Because the promise of God is contained in the word of God. And as you recite and rehearse and recall and, and, and think on, right, the word of God, then faith comes. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so, see, that's why meditation is so important. Mm. Because it's taking this, this word, this promise, and just going over and over and over it again. The same way we do with our problems. And it seems so natural to do it with our problems. And it's not natural to do it with the promise of God. It's supernatural, but we're spiritual beings. Which means because we have the Spirit of God in us, we can do this thing. Mm -hmm. In fact, this is what God would want us to do. Now, let's, let's look at a few scriptures to help us along the way. And let's go to Romans chapter 12. Romans 12. Let's look at verse 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, which means changed. Right? Be ye chance transformed. What? How? By the renewing of your mind. Amen. By the renewing of your mind. And I love what the New Living Translation says. It says, Be ye transformed, be ye changed, 
by changing the way you think. Mm. Amen. Amen. The renewing of our mind. It's a process. Renewing. You see, we can't we can't get to the point where we go, well, my mind is renewed. Right? We have not apprehended. That's what Paul said. I have not apprehended. See, we can never get to the point where we think we got it. My mind's renewed. No. It's a renewing. It's an ongoing process that continues until the day Jesus comes where the Lord takes you home. Amen. It calls, right? It's an ongoing process. Renewing of your mind. Amen. Um, and so the word says, though, that we can be changed by the renewing of our mind. Right? We have to change the way we think. Why? Because the way we think naturally is is so contrary to the way God thinks, right? Jesus says things like, the first will be last and the last will be first. Mm -hmm. See, that that's contrary mm -hmm. to us, right? Jesus said, if you want to be great, then learn how to serve, mm -hmm. right? Be a servant to others if you want to be great. See, that's contrary to the way we naturally think. Uh, the Bible says, give, and it will be given unto you. That's contrary to the way we think, right? We want people to give to us mm. and think we got to hold on to what we have and get more. And God says, no, let go of what you have and you'll get more. It's different. That's why, uh, you know, um, uh, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, <clears throat> neither are your ways my ways, saith mm -hmm. the Lord. Right. God thinks differently than we do. And his ways are different <laughs> than our ways. How many of you know that? Um, and God wants you to be transformed. He wants you to change. Now, someone might say right now, well, God loves me just the way I am. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. God does love you just the way you are. In fact, I'll even go further. God loved you, loved you when you were worse than you are right now. Before you came to him, you were, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. And God still loved you. Mm -hmm. He loved you before he took you out of the miry clay. Mm -hmm. He loved you then. He loved you when you were clothed in all unrighteousness. He loved you back then. Yep. So yeah, God loves you right now. He loves you, you know, the way you are. Somebody, God loves me just the way I am. Yeah, but here's the thing. But God doesn't want you to stay Take just the way, way you are. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's not about whether he loves you the way you are. It's whether he wants you to stay the way you are. Amen. And he doesn't because he's calling on all of us to be transformed, to be changed. And he even says in, in Romans chapter 8, right? He wants us to be conformed to the image of the Son. Glory to God. He wants us to be like Jesus. So yeah, God loves you the way you are, but God wants you to change. And how do we change? We, we're changed by the renewing of our mind, where we change the way we think. Mm -hmm. And God thinks differently than we, he does. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. But here's the beautiful thing. He said that in the Old Testament in Isaiah, but then in the New Testament, he says some wonderful things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, it says that we have been that we have the mind of Christ. Glory to God. We have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. And then Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right? And that mind was. You know, thinking it not robbery to be equal with God and making himself of no reputation and being found, humbling himself, becoming obedient, right? So not thinking too highly of yourself, not holding on to things, uh, humbling yourself, being obedient. That's the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we have the mind of Christ. And Paul said, now let it operate in you. Amen. Let this mind be in you. And Jesus himself said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, meaning yes. learn to think like I think. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. And so we ought to understand 
that the Old Testament says, your, your, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And yeah, our natural mind doesn't think like God, but we have the mind of Christ. Yes. But now we have to let that mind be in us. We have to think, you know, the way he does. We have to learn how he thinks. And then we have to let our mind be renewed. Amen. And, and, and as we change the way we think using this mind of Christ, we're changed. Yes. Right? Be ye transformed by renewing your mind. How many people of God today want change in their life? Yes. Mm -hmm. You want change in your situation. You want to change. How many people just want to change? Forget situations right now. How many people just want to change? You want to be better, right? You, 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 you want to be bolder. You want to have more patience. You want to be more loving. You want to be more giving. Yeah. You want to be more courageous, right? You, 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 you want to be more useful in the kingdom. You want to be used by God in greater ways. You want to, you want to share the wisdom of God in, in ways that you're not doing now. You, you want to be changed. You want to be transformed. How's that going to happen? By renewing your mind. How is your situation going to change? By renewing your mind. Right? Because, listen, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah. So as we think, and as we change the way we think, we change and our situations change. I, I, I say to you today that a person can change not by, by you know, uh, 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 you know, trying to develop some habits, the 12 habits of a successful person. The 12 habits of a successful person. That's just somebody trying to sell you a book. Yeah. God told Joshua in Joshua 1 and 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Right? And observe it to do all that is written therein. For then... Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Mm -hmm. The 12 steps to success for everyone. What? what? <laughs> no, there's one. <laughs> this book of the law, you meditate on it. And then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. You meditate on it. You renew your mind on it, and you will make your way prosperous. I need no 12 steps. <laughs> 12 steps. We have the ability to do it. God has given it to us through his word, but we're not taking the time to do it. Right. And we'd rather buy the book. The seven-step book, the 12-step book, the 10-step wow. book, the five-step book, the three-step book, the 15-step book, the 21-step book. I've seen a book, the 21 principles of the 21? <laughs> you really want me to remember 21 principles? I'm really, come on, somebody. Stay in this word of God and, and let this word of God renew you, change the way you think. And as your thinking changes, you'll change. Your situations will change because as a man thinketh, as a woman thinketh in his or her heart, so is he, so is she. Amen. The word of God changes things. But we have to take the time to meditate on it. Amen. Amen. To meditate. Meditate the promises. And again, we already dealt with it. Don't let the devil tell you you don't have enough time to do it. When you find yourself worrying and meditating the, 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 the problems, you say, no, I'm going to meditate the promise. Right? I'm going to think about the promise of God. So if, for example, money is an issue and you're you know saying, well, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to get groceries? How am I going to pay my car note? And and so forth. Those are that's real, amen. Mm -hmm. Economic issues and uh, are real. Well, if that's the case, but understand that God has spoken. Uh, you know, there's plenty of scriptures where God talks about supplying your needs, where God talks about prospering you, where God talks about sowing and reaping, where God talks about, amen, 
overflowing your cup and all those types of things. Meditate those things. Yeah. Those are the promises. Meditate the promises. Make it a point to meditate the promises and be like Isaac and go out into the field and then behold, lift up your eyes and see the camels coming. The camels are coming, amen? But you have to be able to spend time because again, the focus, meditating is again, focusing on something over a period of time. Don't try to do this, you know, you're going to do it this afternoon and go, I don't see any camels, so... <laughs> But some of us do that. We It's amazing how we give God such a short leash. If God doesn't, we prayed this morning, if God doesn't answer my prayer by this afternoon, I'm on to plan B. Come on, somebody. Wow. Amen. No, God is too faithful and he's too good. Amen. We have, we have to walk it out with God. Amen. Amen. We have to stay in there with God and, and be committed and and, and, and to his word, knowing that he's faithful, that he's true, and, 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 and all the rest of that. I got to say something here. We got to get ready to go. I got to say something here real quickly. Because I was, I was listening to, to a couple of people, a documentary, and they were saying things about the prosperity gospel. And they were saying things like, God doesn't prosper everybody, and God doesn't heal everybody, and... And I'm thinking to myself, that's true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you pray for healing for someone, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and the healing doesn't come, it leaves you with questions. It does. It, it's no question about that. But then we got to that point where that's in that area where it's, right, it's the secret place, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, God has that secret place. But here's the thing about, about, about being careful about listening to that, because, see, I, I believe that's a trick of the enemy of saying he doesn't heal everybody he doesn't prosper everybody what's the flip side to that coin right that he's prospering some that he's healing some and let me tell you and he's healing some and he's prospering some in fact not just some but many right but see the devil wants us to focus on what doesn't happen but here's the thing how sure are you in your salvation mm. hmm? i'm sure that's a promise mm -hmm. But not everybody's saved. Mm. God didn't save everybody. Does, does that lead you to question your salvation? No. no. So why does the fact that everybody doesn't get is not prospering or everybody doesn't get healed lead you to question it for yourself? Yes, that's true. You still have to hold on to it for yourself and not be just because you don't know what's going on and why God does this and why He moves here and, and not there. And Many times we look at someone's life as a snapshot, not understanding that it's a moving picture. That we look at them today and go, God didn't answer them. But we, we stop looking at them and then down the road, God does exactly what that person was waiting for. You just don't know it because you stop looking. Mm. So we can't get caught up in that. God is faithful. Amen. So meditate the promises of God. So if you need those finances and everything, meditate the promise of God and stay there. Amen. Continue to walk with him. Right. Continue to walk. Continue to believe. Continue rehearsing those promises of God. Now, one of the things we also have to do in order to successfully do this. Because I love God. He's not just telling us what to do, but he's showing us how to do it. Amen. Mm -hmm. First of all, you got to find the promises. That's easy. Nowadays with the technology, all you have to do is look up, right? Scriptures for healing. Boom. Come back up. Scriptures for prospect. Boom. Scriptures for peace. Scriptures, whatever it is that you need and you want to find scriptures. Back in the day, you had to kind of, you know, you had to read the word, know the word, or you had to use your concordance in the back, or you had to use Strong's concordance or whatever. And you can still do those things, but it's a whole lot easier now. You can just go use your little phone or whatever device, scriptures for healing, and boom, you have you'll have all this and mm -hmm. right? Roll up your spiritual sleeve and dig into the word of God. Amen. And meditate on those things. Now, the other thing, that's one thing. The second thing we have to do is this. We have to flush from our mind. The losses, the disappointments, the betrayals, the failures, the embarrassments. 
we have to flush those things from our mind. Yes, those things happened to you. Amen. But you have to flush them. You have to get them out your head. Amen. How do I do that? By not thinking about them anymore. Sometimes we act like we have no control over our mind. Those just come to me. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Bible tells us, right, that we are to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible tells us. So what that means, we have the ability to cast things out of our head, right? And we have the ability to bring every thought into the obedience of Christ, meaning what? To line it up with this word, with what God says. So let us exercise the ability that we have. Again, remember, we have the mind of Christ. Now let this mind be in you and, and let your thoughts just be in line with the word of God. Mm -hmm. Now I will tell you, Years ago, I took the bar exam uh, after law school. And man, you study for the bar exam, and just like I guess other exams that you know you, you, you do po postgraduate work or whatever, you have to cram your head with all this information, all these details, all this knowledge. And you're doing it simply to take the test. Hmm. And I took the test, and shortly after, you know, in the weeks after, all I could think about, I'm thinking, I got that question wrong. You ever think that? You ever think back to the test you took and you think about what you did wrong? Oh, man, I missed that. Oh, man, I didn't write that part. Oh, I think I might have, right? You think back to the test and you think about the things you got wrong. And then you get the result. And once the result came in and I knew I passed, I'm telling you right now, I flushed everything. I could care less. I could care how many questions I got wrong. I could care less whether the essay wasn't right. Know why? Because no matter how many questions I might have got wrong, I still passed. Amen. Amen? What am I saying? See, you have problems and disappointments and betrayals and failures and losses and embarrassments, but all of those things were just a test. If you're here today, I want you to know something. You still passed. Amen. Amen. Flush all those other things out your head and tell the devil, Amen. I still passed. Yep. Yep. I got betrayed. Yep. I got divorced. Yep. I lost the job. Yep. My car got repossessed. Yep. I got turned down for the loan. Yep. All that happened. But here I am today. I still passed. Yep. My business went down, but I'm still paying my bills. Why? Because you still passed. Don't let the devil... Remind you of the test and all the things you got wrong. If you're here by the grace of God, you still passed the test. Amen. I don't care how many questions I got wrong on the bar exam. They can't take my license too late because I passed the test. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. And listen, when you go through those things, it was it was miserable studying for the bar exam. It was miserable taking the bar exam. But man, it sure feels good to pass. And see, that's the thing we have to understand. It, it, yeah, those things you went through felt terrible, but you passed. Mm -hmm. Amen? That divorce was horrible. That breakup was horrible. That business failure was horrible. You know what I mean? The, the, all those things were horrible. Getting fired was horrible. Right? Going into having to file bankruptcy was horrible. But here you are today. You still passed. And see, the devil wants to hand out, he wants to remind you of your troubles. He wants to hand out F's for failures, D for depression and, 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 and defeat and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But God has given you A's. He said you're accepted in the beloved. He says, you know, that 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 you are anointed. He says that yes. you that you yes. are able. In fact, he says you're more than able. So let the devil try to handle it. He said, Listen, devil, you you I already passed this test. Amen. And not only did I pass the test, but God gave me A's. Amen. Why is that important? Because when you when you flush those things, like Paul said, what he said, forgetting those things that are behind. When you forget, not the good things, okay? I'm talking about flushing the 
those negative things, those mm -hmm. things that were painful, and you gotta flush them. So many people right now, uh, they can't see the camels coming because they're too busy looking at all the things in their life that hurt them. Mm. Glory to God, I know it hurt you, but understand, if you are standing here today, you passed that test. Mm. Amen? Flush the questions, flush the pain, and now bask in the victory. I passed the test. If I would keep coming to you and saying, yeah, but that question that they asked about, about this on the bar exam, I just know I got that wrong. And then this other question, I know I got that wrong too. I really messed it up. You would say, you a new fool, man. You done passed the test and you worrying about those questions you got wrong, right? You would tell me that. Now, I wouldn't call you a new fool, but I'm trying to say, why are you worrying about the stuff that happened? You passed the test. Yes, yes. Now, go forward in your victory. Amen. Knowing that the same God who, who allowed you to pass that test is going to allow you to pass the test in the future. But now he's saying, I want you to apply yourself. Meditate my promises. Amen. Meditate the promises so that you can be like Isaac and see the camels coming, see the blessings coming, the favor, the anointing, mm. the goodness, the faithfulness, the joy, the peace. Amen. You can see all these things of God coming into your life. Why? Yes. Because you're meditating on the promises of God. Amen. amen. So, amen. I believe camels are coming. Amen. Amen. But 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 again, you know, we want the things of God, but let's just put in the time. Mm -hmm. Right? And and again, but let's not get it twisted and think that our time does it. It's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. Yes. But you gotta understand, we have a very crafty enemy. Right, who tries to blind our eyes, right? Mm -hmm. Who tries to distract us, who tries to get us off point. But understand, we have a savior too, mm -hmm. and his name is Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So the bottom line is none of his schemes, his plans, his tricks, his devices, his deceptions can work on us mm -hmm. unless we allow them to. Don't yeah. allow them to. Amen. That that's the encouragement. Don't allow them to. Jesus destroyed that trap that the devil's setting for you right now. He destroyed yeah. that. Amen. He destroyed it. But don't now fall into it and allow that trap to trap you. you no, nah, devil, I'm sorry. I'm not ignorant of your devices. Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. And therefore, then, we're going to say, you know, you say to yourself, I'm going to get to that point. I'm going to set that side of the time. I'm going to develop that discipline of meditating on his, on his promises. Mm -hmm. And you can do that without having to make dramatic changes in your life, mm -hmm. right? You may have to do some. You may have to turn down some stuff, but God's been leading us there anyway, if you're listening. <laughs> Amen. Mm -hmm. um, but the psalmist said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Let you know that everything we're thinking doesn't necessarily please God. Right. But if we meditate as promises, it will please him. I want to turn to a scripture, but I don't want to go searching for it. Okay. But I'm going to believe the Holy Spirit to leave me there, and we're, we're going to get ready to leave. But you know, Sarah, right? Sarah was uh, Abraham's mother. I mean, mm -hmm. not Abraham's mother, Isaac's mother. And we know she was old, and we know that Abram was Abraham was old. Um, but we know, though, that it says in in talking about her, it talks about about Sarah that she got strength, right, from believing on the promises of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. She got strength 
by believing on the promises of God. And we'll find that. But, I, I, it, it, you know, it talks about her having strength because she believed on his promises. And it also says that she counted him faithful who had promised, right? Um, and that's how we have to be. We just have to count God faithful. And so as we meditate on the promises of God, count him faithful, right? And don't be concerned that you don't see the camels coming today. 11 and 11. Hebrews, Hebrews 11 and 11. See, my wife is very helpful. Yeah. She received strength to con to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who has promised. That's what we need to do. Judge God faithful. Amen. Amen. Who has promised. Meditate his promises. And if you don't see the camels coming today, that's okay. You keep meditating and you look for the camels tomorrow. Yes. Amen. Because the camels are coming. And they're bringing the answer to your prayer. Amen. They're bringing the answer to your prayer. But you keep meditating those promises of God. Amen. Amen. And they will come. They will come. And you say, oh, that's just some, some feel-good stuff. No, no feel-good anything. Amen. Because this is just the word of God. God is faithful. And he will do it. Amen. Um, but judge him faithful. And stay with him. And continue to meditate on those promises. And spend time uh, rehearsing them over and over in your mind. And do it with expectation. And your mind will be renewed. Your faith will be built up. Amen. You will be changed. Your situation will be changed. Amen. According to your faith. And so we, we just believe God for that. Let's meditate the promises of God. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name. Glory yes, to God. Amen. We just thank you right now, God, for your goodness. We thank you for the word that you've shared with us. Yes, we thank God. you, God, thank for you. just touching our heart, oh God, and opening our eyes and causing us to see. God, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. That, Father, that you will encourage someone God, that you will encourage those, oh God, who have been going through, God. Father God, we minimize not the problems, oh God, of, that people are going through. But God, we 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 magnify your goodness. We yes, magnify God. your word. We magnify your name, knowing, God, that you are bigger than any problem that we could ever face. Yeah. Father, I'm praying right now for that person who is discouraged. I'm praying right now, God, for that person who who is is close to giving up oh god yes, father lord. in the name of jesus, jesus yes. blow a fresh wind in their soul oh god glory to god father you breathe into adam god i pray right now that you will breathe into them right now yes, oh god father. your your life-giving spirit that god that you will encourage them that you will strengthen them that you will embolden them oh god to stand yes. fast believing in the promises of God. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for every chain to be broken, oh God. I yes. pray right now, Thank oh Jesus. God, for every person who is downtrodden to be lifted up. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for hope, oh God, to just fill the hearts of your people knowing that hope maketh us not ashamed. Yes. Father, I thank, thank you right you, God. now, God, for the word that you have spoken in our hearts and Father, I'm believing, God, that as we walk this word out, we shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land yes. of the living. Thank the camels Jesus. are coming. The blessings are coming. The favor is coming. The answers are coming. And Father, I thank you and I praise you for it now in the name of Jesus. God, we pray right now that this word that you have sown into our hearts, Father God, let the Holy Spirit guard it. Let the Holy Spirit water it. Yes. Let the Holy Spirit yes. nourish it. And Father, let this word, this precious seed that has been sown in our, in our spirit, let it uh, bring forth a plentiful harvest to the praise of your glory. Yes. A harvest of blessings, a harvest of goodness, a harvest that will glorify your name. Father, we bless you. We call it done by faith. And we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We want to just meditate on the promises of God. Amen. 
I don't know how many thoughts they say we think. How many thoughts it says we think in a day? Do you know? I know there's been studies, but there's thousands upon thousands of thoughts that we think in a day. And among those thousands, just allow some of the thoughts of God, which are contained in his word, be your thoughts now. Amen? Amen. And as you do that, you will see transformation come in your life. Believe that. We'll believe in it for you.